This is Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio, which is presented to you by Progressive Insurance, but no Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. Aaron Goldhammer, kind enough to hang out instead at Hammer Nation 19. That's how you find him at Amber W Sports. That's how you find me. So some big matchups in week nine of the NFL Chiefs Dolphins in Germany that will be in the 9 a.m. hour here on the East Coast to 6 a.m. Kind of wake up there on the West Coast. Nothing better than getting your morning started right away with some football. But this is a big, big game for both of these teams. Let's bring in some help from the Kansas City perspective. Surin Petro, Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City joining us. And Surin, thanks so much for hanging out with us. The Kansas City Chiefs got to Germany something like three or four days later than the Dolphins. There's been a lot to do about when teams arrive versus their success over there. How impactful do you think that's going to be, and why did they make it over there so late? I mean, if it were me, a tired, fat old man, I would think it'd be a big deal. Uh, you know, I'd had the fortune to take a European trip on a daughter, my daughter's choir trip uh, this uh, past summer, and it took a couple of days for it to get going, but for some 25-year-olds, and uh, Andy Reid, who did this, uh, I think it's back in 2015, they went to, to London, he did it the exact same way, and that really started a 10-game win streak when they beat Alliance team, albeit Alliance team that was not very good that year. Uh, you know, he seems to think this is the way to go. They, they, everyone all week has been calling it a business trip. I'm going to tell you, they were all blurry-eyed yesterday. Everybody had pulled the little trick about getting up at like two or three in the morning to make the day longer on the front end so that they'd be ready to sleep when they hit the plane at five o'clock. So they think they've got it figured out, but I'm with you. I do scratch my head a little bit and say, I wonder if it wouldn't have been better to be there early like the Dolphins. So how would you describe the current state of the Chiefs wide receiving core? Uh, In flux, work in progress, not very good. Uh, a disaster if you're some of the Chiefs fans that call my show. I mean, you know, they've been a little bit spoiled by what they've uh, seen here and certainly spoiled by seeing Tyreek Hill and then seeing them overcome with uh, Tyreek Hill last year. And so the fact that they're now having to pick up the pieces from McCole Harbin, who's now back, but they lost him, and then they also lost Juju Smith-Schuster, who was healthy most of the year last year for the Chiefs. You know, it's, it's a work in progress. Rashi Rice is, is by far their most talented wide receiver, and he's really coming along. He has some drops, some bad ones, and when he's wide open and down the field. But he still caught 30 of 39 targets, so it's not like this is a guy who can't catch. He does a nice job. He's got Patrick Mahomes' trust, and he's by far their best run-after-catch guy. So I think this year, instead of it being kind of the group effort that it was last year, they're really working towards Rashi Rice going up very quickly and kind of becoming that number one wide receiver to be opposite Travis Kelsey. MVS Marquez Valdez-Scantling is still the guy to take the top off the defense, and you know there was some hope that maybe he would grow into more of an all-around wide receiver. That hasn't really happened. He's improved his hands. He's not the body catcher was that he was when he came over here a couple of years ago. But he's still kind of a, you know, a, a, just a feature piece. He stretches the defense, and he does it very well. It's Rashi Rice that's kind of developed. Sky Moore's been a real disappointment in his second year as, as a second-round pick. I mentioned that target to, you know, catch ratio. He's only caught 14 of the 27 targets he's uh, had. So he's really been passed up by the rookie, and I think it's all on Rashi Rice to really raise the level of this wide receiving core. That and Justin Watson, the veteran, is back from an elbow injury, and, and he is a steady, solid performer that also has the trust of Patrick Mahomes. So I think it's better than it looked last week. Last week was a disaster all around, but it's, it's definitely still a work in progress. 
You can hear him on Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City. Seren Petro joining us here on Amber and Ian with Aaron Goldhammer filling in for Ian tonight. You mentioned Tyreek there. Seren, what is the temperature in Kansas City towards Tyreek Hill? This will be the first time that Tyreek Hill has played the Chiefs since leaving them. Yeah, you know, he had some uh, comments that probably didn't sit well last year on his podcast. I know we played it, and a lot of the fans were upset. He's really toned those down this year. I think he maybe learned from it. I don't think he ever really got sideways with the organization or his ex-teammates because I think they kind of know who Tyreek Hill is. He's a guy that likes to talk, likes to pop off, likes to be heard, likes to dance, likes to you know do anything to kind of you know be the limelight. And I think they see him as a guy that, that means well, even if he doesn't always say the right thing. He's been much more uh, reserved, I think, this week in some of his comments. And everything that I've heard from everybody is nothing but uh, complimentary about him. One, is as a person, as a friend, as a teammate, as a, quote, brother, as everybody in the NFL refers to all their teammates today. But even uh, Steve Spagnuolo was talking about how great it was to work against him, that he is a guy that goes 100% in practice, just like he does in the games. And he gave credit to Tyree Kill for really uh, being able to help their defensive backfield uh, get ready on game days, because no one they were never going to see anybody as good as him and that he just never slowed down so I think it's a good relationship I think you'll see a lot of bro hugs uh Tyree Kill referred to it as you know playing with your buddies uh in the neighborhood uh but you know they're going to be fierce competitors there's no doubt but I think I don't think there's really any animosity between the two sides how would you grade Patrick Mahomes season so far Saran You know, that's difficult to say. You know, last week, everything that could go wrong for the team did go wrong, plus he had the flu, right? That's why I say, and and I think, you know, he missed some receivers. We we, we do some kind of, you know, gifts that are our quote-unquote film reviews of of different plays, and you could see him missing some guys that he doesn't normally miss. And I also wonder a little bit aloud, I know it's sacrilege maybe to question Andy Reid, but... I don't know that Andy Reid maybe took quite as big a step this year as he usually does against other defenses. Plus, defense across the league is just better this year. It's up across the board. And so I think you put all those factors in. It's tough to grade Patrick Mahomes by his 5,050 season he had uh, back in 2018 when he won his first MVP. I think he still makes a lot of plays. And I think he's always going to be a guy that's a little bit of a victim to maybe some interceptions that come from him understanding the situation. You know, I watched Alex Smith, who was a really good quarterback, but at the end of the first half, if somebody wasn't wide open, he'd run for eight yards and the half at end. Patrick Mahomes will air it out and doesn't care if he throws an interception on the Hail Mary trying to get it. I mean, he, he understands down distance, score, clock, and those situations. And sometimes he'll make some throws that don't help him statistically, but are the thing you need to do to try to win a football game. So, listen, I think as a whole, the offense has not clicked. I don't think that's because of Patrick Mahomes, but he's part of the equation. I think he, you know, he takes it on his own shoulders after every game and says he's got to play better, he's got to do this, he's got to do that. I think we've seen enough of a, a body of work from Patrick Mahomes to know that if something's struggling, it's, it's most likely not him except when he has the flu. And So I, I look to those receivers – uh, two new tackles that they're breaking in. They've struggled to run the ball. I think they pass protect better, but they've struggled to run the ball. That's something that, you know, maybe puts more pressure on him. And, and I do question a little bit if Andy maybe didn't take as big a step as he usually does. Patrick Mahomes looked bad last week. Obviously, he had the flu, but this may be my only opportunity to say that ever because I'm not sure I've ever had another <laughs> opportunity to ever say that. So I've got to take it when I can. Seren Petro, Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City, joining us. I am a Dolphins fan, Seren. And as a Dolphins right. fan, I am terrified that 
Kansas City's coming off of a loss. I mean, it, it just terrifies me that it was the flu game for Patrick Mahomes, but it looked nothing like Michael Jordan's flu game. All of that makes me uncomfortable. Do you think because they're coming off a loss, there's going to be some extra motivation there? Yeah, I think so. And I think going to Miami, uh, you know, or playing Miami, knowing that they're one of their, their chief rivals. Now, that hasn't always meant victory. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals and Buffalo Bills uh, beat them in the regular season and lost to them in the postseason. It doesn't mean just because they know it's a big game that they're going to win. They don't win them all, but they win most of them. And, and Patrick Mahomes is a vicious competitor. I mean, Michael Jordan-esque in his competitive fire. And so, yeah, I think you're going to get the Chiefs' best shot. And I think there's some things that bode well for the Chiefs. Their front four has been very good at getting pressure without having to bring extra people. And Steve Spagnuolo's not afraid to blitz. In fact, that's, that's what he's known as. But they haven't had to do it as much. Their secondary, which was a lot of rookies last year, is now a year older, and it's been fantastic. McDuffie is really emerging in his second year as one of the better corners in all of football. They are banged up at the linebacker position. I think if there's something that bodes well for the Dolphins, they're an average run defense that's down a couple of linebackers or is going to play a hurt Willie Gay in this game. And so I, I think Miami will take a page out of what Denver did. Now, Denver wasn't – that efficient per play, but they just kept pounding the run, pounding the run, pounding the run, and that's the weakness for the Chiefs. So I think to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, I think Miami will put it in to protect their offensive line, which hasn't been the best in pass protection. Uh, there'll be a steady diet of runs uh, from the Dolphins, and I think you know that, that'll be the real challenge, right? Can one of these teams get up on the other one and force them to be one-dimensional? Because if you can do that, I think it, it really bodes well for both of these defenses. But uh, the Chiefs' defense is no joke. It's not just some anomaly. They, they've been investing in it with a lot of draft picks for a couple of years. It's deep. It doesn't really have any holes unless the linebackers are banged up enough uh, to, to create a hole there. But uh, they're, they're very good, and I think that's what gives a lot of Chiefs fans confidence, even though the offense isn't quite as good, which they're number four in the NFL. But, um, you know, it, it's that they, the defense has taken a big step forward. It's number four in the NFL as well. Saran, last thing, uh, and just answer this. I don't want any analysis whatsoever. You have a choice. You have Travis Kelsey on your show every Tuesday for the rest of the season, 10-minute spot, or you have Taylor Swift once. Which do you choose? (laughs) Uh, No analysis, right? Here in Kansas City, yeah, uh, Travis Kelsey. Oh wow! Wow. Okay. I think I. I think I might have gone T Swift just because you know her reach. Seren Petro, Sports Radio eight ten in Kansas City. Thanks so much, Seren. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, Aaron Goldhammer filling in for Ian tonight. An update on the Michigan sign stealing scandal, and boy, is there one. ESPN Radio is on the ESPN app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, 
visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. That was an excellent question by Aaron Goldhammer at the end of that Seren Petro. You're being very complimentary of that me we just tonight. Did. I I'm buttering you it. up. I'm buttering you up. I, you know, we got off on a a little difficult kind note of an there. Odd, kind of an odd start to today's show. It was a weird, yeah, yeah was very there? weird start. It was a weird start, and, and I feel a little bad about it. You know, not my most professional start ever. Right, let, let me let me put it this way: coming up in about 15 minutes, we're going to replay the start of this show. Let me just tell you: if you missed it. You don't want to miss it when we replay it a second time at about 32 minutes or so past the hour when Ian Fitzsimmons joins us in about 15 minutes. And I'll, I'll leave it there. If you were old enough to know what one one nine hundred numbers are, <laughs> this harkens we back may to have a, had, to We a may have had a that. moment, yes. Okay, we had a moment. All right, moving on. Uh, no, but you asked a you asked a, an interesting question in that interview. If you missed anything on Amber and Ian, Aaron Goldhammer filling in for Ian, you can always check out the podcast on the ESPN app. You asked him because he hosts a radio show in Kansas City. Would you rather have Travis Kelsey a spot with him every week built into your show, or Taylor Swift on your show one time? And he went Travis Kelsey, which shocked me because my answer there would be Taylor Swift, and not because I'm more interested in what she has to say, frankly, because I'm much more of a football fan than I am an entertainment fan, just generally speaking, right? That's why I'm sitting here. However, her reach, I mean, if we had her on this show tonight, and Taylor, if you're, if you're listening, love you long time, go ahead and call in. If we had her on our show tonight, Aaron, I, I mean, it would, it would like make us, right? I, I can't no even question. imagine. No question. But the, the pressure of the Taylor Swift interview would be really interesting. Oh, yeah. Like, you've got nine minutes go. Like, what do you And what ask? do you, what, where do you go? Right. <laughs> this and, is why and, I'm not on E, like, right? So, I mean. so that's why I, I would take the Taylor Swift thing, too. But I have to admit, I don't normally get nervous uh, at this point in my life around famous people because I've been around, you know, a lot of, I'm friends with a lot of big time people. Amber, I don't know if you know. <laughs> uh, I've been around a big time, a lot of big time famous athletes in my, so it's rare that I kind of get starstruck. Right. But to interview Taylor Swift in this day and age, I would really want to make sure that I was like ready to go with some good, fun juice because I'd want to make sure that I capitalize on every single second of that. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily be starstruck by her, but I would be a bit overwhelmed preparing for that thing and trying to make it interesting and, and living up to the expectation there with all the fans that would be listening. Her life, I would imagine, is wildly fascinating. And I guess that's really where you oh, yeah. go, right? Yeah. So, I mean, is there anybody you've been starstruck by that you've just seen out on the street recently? I mean, you live in South Florida where there are a lot of famous people kind of hobnobbing around. At least that's my impression of it. No. I'm not a person that gets starstruck. I really don't. The most starstruck in this business, 
I've ever been was doing a TV show that I did that included Bo Jackson, right? Bo knows like just like for me, he was the That's ultimate athlete one. growing up. So I I was starstruck by him. I think I played it off. I'm not sure he could tell. But otherwise, I, I don't really get I think it's kind of like you. When you work in this business for a very long time over the course of 20 years, you kind of get a little bit immune to you meet a lot of people who are, yeah. who are rich and a lot of people who are famous, right? Yeah, you're like, you talk to a lot too. of big stars. You are a big star <laughs> when you're one of us. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> hey, let's be honest. That's, that's Aaron right. Goldhammer. No, the, 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 the one that sh- stunned me, you know, uh, I was in a room when Magic Johnson walked in at the Final Four about 15 years ago, okay. and he's my favorite player of all time. And just the energy of the room changed with his presence. And I don't know that I've ever really felt that with anybody else, but he's just Magic's in the room. Magic's smile is in the room. So that one totally blew me away from a sports perspective. And then I was at a Super Bowl one year when Madonna walked into the room, and that's like a that's, on the on a Taylor cool. Swift level, and everybody yeah. just like even people who normally don't get starstruck grabbed their phones and started videotaping just to try to catch a glimpse of the Queen of Pop. So right. that one that one blew me away. Madonna would that one would be a bit more impactful from a starstruck perspective to me than Taylor Swift, but I think that's an age thing. I you know th- some of that's a nostalgia thing, right? Like she was yeah. bigger than big when I yeah. was growing up. Taylor Swift, she's younger than me, so it's it's a different right. vantage point. I'm sure. not going to probably sure. get starstruck, frankly, by anybody younger than me. Okay, let's move on though back to sports here. Nobody is starstruck right now by what's happening with the University of Michigan because. The allegations here with this Michigan Stein stealing scandal have gone from Taylor Swift like or was, Connor Stallions. Who do we, who right? Who do we want? I mean, it, it seems like kind of not a big, like much ado about nothing a little bit at first, right? Then it has started to get a bit more, a little bit more sketch. Some of the alleged behavior that's been happening here with Michigan and how things might have been done. And then just like the whole operation. And it seemed really shoddy of an operation uh, for, for that level of university right and like like none of it like he's venmoing people out of his own account allegedly and none of it seems very high tech well now today the staffer that all of this centers around connor stallions michigan has fired the football staffer connor stallions as the ncaa probes in-person scouting that is according to the ap so they have officially fired connor stallions i I don't know what this does. I feel like Connor Stallions, it seems like, was probably doing his job, and now he just lost his job because there's a scandal regarding his job. That's not the way I think Michigan wants this to look, Amber. I guess the the reporting uh, from Adam Rittenberg of ESPN is that Stallions refused to attend a meeting today with Michigan officials, that he that he didn't want to cooperate. I guess is the way that I'll put it, allegedly with any of the investigations. And I I'm think sure his th- lawyers are telling him not to. As a lawyer, I would also advise Connor okay. Stallions not given not this is not legal advice. This does not create an attorney-client relationship. But Connor, do not cooperate. Okay, my, my theory on that also, though, tell me if you think I'm crazy, is they don't want him to meet with the investigators because then if he's honest, he's going to implicate Jim Harbaugh. Ward Manuel, other members of the football staff. You know, Ward Manuel is the athletic director. Harbaugh is the head coach. So I think that might be a little bit of a protection of Stallions, but I think it's also a protection of trying to insulate 
the big power brokers of this thing from catching shrapnel of the scandal. But Amber, this is one of those stories that keeps getting bigger and wilder every day. And while I wish that I was like appalled by the sign stealing and it is cheating and it is low, I'm also incredibly entertained and I cannot wait for a potential 30 for 30 or an ESPN fictional film that has to do with the Michigan sign stealing scandal. Because as you said, it's so brazen. Number one, like they just didn't care that they were doing something just just out there and think that anybody would catch them. And now today, in addition to stallions getting fired, there's this implication. And I have no idea whether this is true, but I just love the rumor that Ohio State turned them in. Mm-hmm. That Ohio State had the evidence and blew the whistle on all of this. I mean, it's an which, actual report that's out there right now that they're being linked to private investigators that have ties to Ohio State. That is by the Wolverine, and now it, there's other what is there's the other Wolverine? entities looking at. Well, we can all imagine what the Wolverine is yes, and, and, yes. and where it's that, a that journalism is coming where, from. Right, but the point where, is that there is now other entities that are actually looking into this. They are their ties to Ohio State. So there's a lot of layers to this and, Michigan scandal. I just scandal. think for the greatest rivalry maybe in sports, like write that chapter. Uh, right. From Woody and Bo to Ryan Day allegedly turning Jim Harbaugh in over this and maybe I mean, getting be, him run out of Michigan. Like, that is That would great be wild. Stuff. If Ohio yeah. State did it, uh, Ohio State better be darn sure that they do everything right and everything above board, right? If there are any links and connections there. That will certainly play into the rivalry moving forward. The Connor Stallions aspect of this, very interesting. Again, fired today by Michigan. We roll on here on Amber and Ian. Aaron Goldhammer fill in for Ian next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Along here on Amber and Ian. No Ian tonight. Aaron Goldhammer is kind enough to hang out at Hammer Nation 19. That's how you find him at Amber W Sports. That's how you find me. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. So no Ian tonight in studio, but Ian Fitzsimmons still goes on. He will be busy covering Washington USC. He will be on the call right here on ESPN Radio and Writers Giants on Sunday as well. So a very busy weekend for Ian Fitzsimmons, which is why we're going to make him work more and bring him in right now. Hey, Ian. <laughs> you know, I, I refer to you as my work wife, Amber, and you're, you're, you're turning into more like my wife. Like, you know what? I don't care how much you want to put on your shoulders. Yeah, let's just pile it on. 
There's as always, a matter there's of always fact, more. Chop, right, chopping wood before I left, you're like, uh, I, and I tweaked my back badly. So it was a great three-and-a-half-hour flight from Dallas to L.A. with a bad back because my wife's like, no, we need some firewood. Well, you have firewood. No, we don't have enough firewood. Okay, well, let me go. Yeah, there you go. So there, there it is right there. Both my, both my well, work wife and real life wife are just, you know, just pile it on. There we go. Come on with it. I saw that uh, fancy, beautiful house of yours and the pictures that you showed us from your World Series setup Ain't on Halloween. Fancy about it. <laughs> and I can tell you that you could just get somebody to deliver that firewood, Ian Fitzsimmons. No, I think, never. Uh, There's be- two things that there was two things I will never do. I will never pay someone to cut my grass, and I will never pay somebody to chop wood for me. I grew up on a thoroughbred horse farm in Louisiana, mucking stalls at the age of three. So, no. I ain't happy. You're 90? No you're, 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 nope. you're going to be out there cutting grass when you're 90, Ian Fitzsimmons? Come on. You think I'm uh, – you two know me well enough, right? You think if I if – I, I won't I'm, – I'm lucky if I sniff 70. 90? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on. Uh, Ian, Amber is just stalling with talk of axes and plane rides because she doesn't want you to hear the way that she opened the show oh. tonight. So this was yeah. 7 o'clock Eastern time, 4 o'clock Pacific time. <laughs> the open top. hits. Remember, Ian, your name and your brand, the coaching brand of the Fitzsimmons name is on this. Take a listen. You can always be a part of Amber and Ian Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Call us, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Sex, wow, I did not mean to say that. Uh, could you just rewind a little bit there, James? <laughs> Hell of a way to start. <laughs> I don't know. Welcome to the program, right everybody. Right, well, oh. I mean, off the top. That is voice of Aaron Goldhammer, by the way. I know you're excited for the in-season tournament, Amber, but geez, I'm it a married is, man over here. Please. It is, it is like it is like hot sex to me, this NBA in-season tournament. We are going to get to that in a moment, but uh, let's try this again for the sake We're of Dr. The Disney Pepper. Company. I mean, yeah. Amber, my God. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I need my work wife to call my real life wife. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, Ian, do you have a most embarrassing moment on the air? I mean, you've been doing this a long time. There has to be one that jumps right to the top of your mind. And just you know keep what? it, obviously, PG-13. Yeah, no, uh, embarrassing, Unlike not me. not to the degree where we just had that with Amber, um, but <laughs> Uh, it, it was funny, ha ha, in the moment. Uh, not in the moment, but afterward. Um, the, the Bob, with Bobby Knight passing away, this is the one, the first one that comes to mind. Aaron, mm-hmm. um, I'm doing a show in Columbus, Ohio, with uh, with Kirk Herbstreet, and we have Bobby Knight on. And Bob, you know, Coach Knight comes on, and he, he says, you know, it's a privilege to be here. You know, thank you, Kirk. I really enjoy your work, and thank you so much for inviting me. How are we doing? And I said, well, Coach, I'm, we're I'm striving for mediocrity. Silence. And he goes, Then what the hell am I doing here? He goes, Ian, I'm not talking to you. Kirk, how are you? And I was like, Oh, I mean, just a deep sweat broke out, right? Like maybe a little pee pee down the leg. You know what Uh I mean? I'm like, I mean, oh my God. So Kirk and Coach Knight are talking for, you know, five or six minutes and then. You kind of finally put your finger up like, you know, I'm good. You know, I'll ask a question. And Kirk's like, okay, go ahead. And uh, I start to ask a question, and Coach Knight goes, not now. Kirk, 
<laughs> they, they go on for another five or six minutes, right? And you're having you know, a conversation. Which, which, by the way, it, I mean his knowledge of football is un was unbelievable. I mean it, it was it was mesmerizing. They were talking strategy and this and that, and just you know not just not just basketball, right? But I mean you know what Kirk sees when he watches film and this and that. And I mean it was a fascinating conversation to listen to, but I was not a part of it because I said I was striving for mediocrity. Mm. And at the very end. Coach Knight says, Kirk, it was a privilege to talk to you. I really enjoyed our time. You know, I'll, I'll give you my cell. Let's, 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 let's you know, stay in touch off air. And one of these days, I hope to have the same with you. <laughs> I'm like, Coach, on brand. He was oh, part yeah. of the bit. Look, man, he was I mean, in I, on the bit, we, right? Yeah. I mean, it was absolutely – now you laugh, right? Now you're like, yeah, I mean, I wasn't going, you know, is, you know – Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven sex, but uh, it was it was a whole different animal. And yeah, at the, at the moment, no, not funny. Now Kirk and I have talked about that so many times, and that was twenty oh. some odd years ago, man. And so when you ask about one of my biggest screw ups on air, that was one of the ones where you're welcoming in a Hall of Fame coach, and you say you're striving for mediocrity. Mm. I was just not the to- way to do it. I was just trying to get more callers on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. I mean, imagine how many that's callers we would get. Number, Amber. If that, that's, that's, I mean, just I'm, imagine how many people would call in if that was, in fact, the phone number. Tune in for college football <laughs> action tomorrow night as USC hosts Washington, presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the Pepper, ESPN Pepper, app. right? Yes, Pepper. Dr. Yes. Pepper, yes. We might have some by... different sponsors on Amber's call-in line that she has <laughs> no separately for this. Oh, Dr. Pepper's like, we want nothing to do with this. So you will be on on the call uh, tomorrow. Very busy weekend, as I mentioned. But before we get to the games that you're on here, Ian, I want to ask you about what happened with Michigan, because I know you and I didn't get to talk much about the sign-stealing scandal yesterday. We meant to. Now, today, Michigan has fired football analyst Connor Stallions, who, of course, is the employee that all of this sort of centered around. What do you make of where we're at with the sign-stealing scandal? Amber, you, we we talked about this, you know, when this you know, story popped a few weeks ago, and every coach that we talked to, every coach that I talked to off air, uh, was you know we all do it, you know, but this is going to a different level, and this is a bit wrong, and then the, that was the tone, like, you know, we, we we all try and do it, we all we all steal signs, you know, but this is this just doesn't feel right. This this is at a different level, and now the tone has become, all right, wait a minute. The Central Michigan thing took this to a whole nother level where yeah. allegedly Connor Stallions was with spy glasses, you know, uh, and videoing Michigan State sidelines from the Central Michigan sideline as a, quote, coach in, in coach's gear with a sideline pass where, remembered Central Michigan's head coach Jim McElwain was on Harbaugh's staff as a wide receivers coach in 2018. And his explanation of, of, of you know how he didn't know or whatever and where we have good people investigating, man, I didn't believe a damn word he said outside of they have good people investigating, meaning his athletic director. That's it. I mean, every coach when you you when you're in that players and coaches area, when I'm calling a game, if I step foot inside that yellow area where I'm not allowed to be in, someone's coming up to me going, "Hey, back it up." They know every single person in there. And for anybody in Central Michigan to say that they didn't know it, 
that, that, that he was there, man, it's a blatant lie, in my opinion. Hmm. And so that's what ratcheted this whole thing up to a whole other level. Now you've got coaches across the country, coast to coast, border to border, going, wait a minute. Now this has gone from, like, let's go baseball in the Houston trash cans, right? Where every baseball team, yeah, you're trying to steal signs. You know, you're, you're, you know, if you hit a double and you're, you're at second and you're kind of peeking in at the catcher, you know, you, yeah, you're, you're that, okay, that's been going on since Ty Cobb was playing. But what Houston did, they crossed the line with the trash cans and the buzzers. You know, so now that's what Michigan has become Houston, meaning the Astros. They have crossed a, a line that you just did not do. And now Tony Petitti, you know, First year in is a Big Ten commissioner, and he's got a TV background, Amber. He has a massive decision to make because we all we, we, we briefly talked about this last night. There's a truckload, millions and millions and millions of dollars involved if, you're, if a team from your conference makes the college football playoff. And if they make it to the natty, that's even more money stacked on top of it. Well, Michigan right now, is arguably, with every NFL scout I've talked to, the most talented team in football. They may have 20 guys drafted. Harbaugh knows it. Everyone knows it. Tony Petitti knows it. But now you not only had the coaches in the Big Ten on a conference call yesterday, but you also had the athletic directors on a conference call mm. going, this is now, – now they're livid. They're furious. And the Big Ten can act and punish Michigan before the NCAA. And I am – fascinated to see what happens because it is not just big 10 coaches and the big 10 athletic directors but also coaches coast to coast and every major conference are going this is flat out it's going from yeah across the line to now are you freaking kidding me this is wrong it's become the houston astros you know i think while the money has to factor in i think also petitti just has to do the right thing and I know that that's hard Amen, to do Aaron. and say in college football where everybody is just in it for cash. But I think at some point you've got to do the right thing because there's nothing more important. In this day and age, Ian, where people are betting on these games from coast to coast, this is an integrity of the game issue. Um, this isn't just like recruiting players or whatever. This is affecting next week's game and might be affecting this season. Hey, Aaron, you, you, you got Purdue head coach Ryan Walter saying, you know what, we, we're, we might huddle for the first time. Yeah. They're changing I mean, the that, way that's, they're playing. That's, they, that, that's, that's where it's gone, man. Yeah. I mean, people are furious because they did. Again, I can't emphasize this enough. When this whole thing started, every coach I talked to, including two active Big Ten coaches, were going, we all do it. Yeah, they crossed the line. Yeah, yeah, they did. But, you know, we all try it. Now it's gone to as, as more – evidence and more video has come out now it's the point where no hell no that's wrong think about this think and i i I don't have the numbers right in front of me but i'm going to go off the top of my head before stallions was spotted three years when this started three years ago yeah michigan's record was around like 23 or 22 and 11 like 14 and 8 in big 10 play since then and they have one loss in conference play. I think they're twenty-two and one. Jeez. Let that sink in. If you don't think that's a, a, a competitive advantage, come on. They were getting something out, a ton out of it. You go back and look at it, and I'll text you guys the exact numbers. So you, you can do it. I don't have it off, off the top of my head, but it is a dramatic increase into how much 
Michigan improved when Stallions was on an opponent's sideline videoing signs. That's what is now just truly infuriated everybody as to the degree they've gone to. And to think all of this could be prevented with the use of very readily available technology, right? I mean, you don't need to be... Comms and the helmets. Yeah, yeah that's you all you need. You mentioned it last night, comms and the helmets. All yeah. you need. Ian Fitzsimmons, he normally hosts this show. Aaron Goldhammer in his spot tonight, but Ian's so kind to stop by. Again, you can check him out on the broadcast tomorrow right here on ESPN Radio. A big, big, big one in college football, Washington at USC. Then he will be flying across the country for Sunday. Driving. Oh, driving. driving. Giants. Raiders. There you go. Driving to Las Vegas from Los Angeles. What? That's like a four hour drive. Good luck with that. Then you will be flying back home on a red eye. So a very busy weekend for Ian Fitzsimmons. You can catch all of his action over the weekend on ESPN radio. Thanks Ian. Thank you, Ian. Hey, 888-729-377. What? (laughs) I'm never going to live this down. (laughs) Never. We need to change, we're going to have to change the number for you, Amber. I mean, it's going to be those popular calls. I know, because now that I did it, I mean, it's, I'm never going to stop doing Amber, it, Amber, right? like fine wine on replay, that is even funnier than it was in, in real time. <laughs> like, it gets better with age. With, I we was should, crying. We should stop talking, and we should just replay it over and over and over again <laughs> from now until 10 o'clock Eastern when we start game night on ESPN Radio. Amber, I, I saw Amber like break out in a sweat whenever we started playing that. <laughs> it was so much worse than I even remember it being. Coming up next. Just kept here going. Like, on I Amber just... and Ian, we'll get you ready for week nine of the NFL season. That is next. Aaron Goldhammer in the seat for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight here on Amber and Ian. ESPN Radio presented to you by Progressive Insurance. If you want to join the conversation, triple eight say ESPN at Hammer Nation 19 at Amber W Sports. One of our favorite games as we look ahead to the rest of week nine is to figure out who we got. We have to have got one. Amber and Ian got one. All right, we'll start uh, quickly with the Dolphins and Chiefs in Germany. The Chiefs are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Amber, who you got? I like Kansas City, minus the one-and-a-half, not just because I want to get under, under Amber's skin, but Mahomes doesn't lose two games in a row. And I actually think it'll be a very pro-Chief crowd in Frankfurt because the Chiefs own that territory. And I heard they're big fans of sausages and Patrick Mahomes and beer. So I like Kansas City minus the one and a half. Amber? Not necessarily in that order. I I obviously am going to go with the homer pick here because it would be sacrilege if I didn't. But I am incredibly nervous about this game. It's a dumb bet to bet against Patrick Patrick Mahomes coming off of a loss and also coming off of that performance that we saw from him given I, I don't even know how he was out there with the flu or even why he was out there with the flu because they lost that game anyways. You might as well have let him stay home and drink some chicken noodle soup and rest. But here they are now coming into Germany with every reason to win this thing. That does terrify me a little bit as a Dolphins fan. The Dolphins, though, the best offense in the NFL. This Chiefs defense from a run defense perspective leaves a lot to be desired. We know about the Chiefs with some of their offensive issues. The Dolphins can and should get this thing done. They've been in Germany longer. I'll stick with my guys. 
Good answer, uh, Hammer. Uh, Cardinals <laughs> at Browns. The Browns are a 10-point favorite at home. Amber, who you got? I mean, I, I guess I I guess I've got the the Cleveland Browns because yeah, I believe in the Cleveland Browns defense. I don't know if I believe in the Deshaun Watson led offense, but I suppose he's there and he's going to be playing. It's it, the Cardinals have been a weird team this season as well. The coaching staff looks a lot better, frankly, than I expected it to look out of the gate with those pieces. Nevertheless, I'll go Browns here in Cleveland where Goldhammer is. I don't know what to expect from Deshaun Watson. I also don't know for sure who Arizona's quarterback is going to be, although Adam Schefter's reporting earlier today made it sound like the Cardinals are going to start Clayton Toon, I guess the best defense in the NFL. Amber, how do you think that's going to go? He's going to be singing a different tune hey, on Sunday afternoon. How long I'll have you been working Browns. on that one? <laughs> About 15 minutes. <laughs> Uh, you can tune in for football doubleheader Sunday as the Packers host the Rams, followed by the Giants and Raiders. Coverage begins at noon Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. Rams at Packers. Packers are three-point favorites at home. Hammer, who you got? Rams at Packers. I'm going to take Green Bay at home. I don't know what Matthew Stafford's status is going into this game. He's questionable. And I think the Packers, after getting kind of embarrassed the last couple of weeks, are going to step up and play a better game. Give me Green Bay. I mean, I, I, I hate this. I hate having to pick this one, right? Um, I guess I'll go Green Bay as well because of where the game is. That's really honestly the only reason that I feel any sort of good about doing that. All right. The second half of our football doubleheader right here on ESPN Radio. The Giants at the Raiders. The Raiders, even after firing everyone and they're starting a rookie quarterback, or one and a half point favorites. Amber, who you got? I mean, this one isn't any more fun to pick than the last game. Uh, these games, some of these matchups are excellent this week. Some of these matchups leaves a lot to be desired. This is one of those. But again, you can hear Ian Fitzsimmons on the call for this game on ESPN Radio. I will go Raiders here because this feels like one of those games that like somehow the organization is going to get a boost from firing the head coach and firing the GM and we're going to go out there and all of a sudden it's going to look different and Devontae Adams all of a sudden is it going to look as disgruntled and whatever you know how these things happen after head coaches get fired Aaron it's also in Vegas so I'll go Raiders for the reason you just laid out the fired coach boost which I deeply believe in my lock of the year is the Raiders minus one and a half my lock of the year is Aiden O'Connell and Antonio Pierce. I don't know how I feel about that, but I'm betting the mortgage on the Raiders. ESPN bet, everybody. (laughs) One more real quick. Bills at Bengals. The Bengals are two and a half point favorites at home. Hammer, who you got? This is a tough game to pick, but I think Cincinnati's playing better now. And everybody's talking about Burrow, Amber being back to normal, which he is. He played awesome against San Francisco last week. I think the Bengals' defense is the most underrated unit in the NFL. I think they're really good. And I think the Bills are like kind of a one-man team right now with Josh Allen. They haven't looked great. I like Cincinnati in this game. I guess I'll go Cincinnati because for the same reasons that you just said, the trajectory of things, it feels like Burrow, they started another season slow. The man's never healthy at the beginning of the season. Things are going according to schedule, though, for the Cincinnati Bengals. They're comfortable here. This is the sweet spot when they start to get healthy. They start to look like a different team. We've already seen that last week against the 49ers. Coming up next, plenty more NFL talk on Amber and Ian as we roll along. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.